One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Oh, who's going to start there? That was fun, wasn't it? What a good way to start a podcast. And guess what? We won't edit this out. This is the start of the podcast. Hello, greetings, welcome. My name is Sea Dog Rap, sat opposite me, Roy Tarmac, your host for Hardcore Listing. We haven't even planned this. Is this a? Is it a Patreon? Is it I'm an Acast sure. release? We'll find I out. Drew a- I drew, I drew a big breath to go, hello and welcome. And I just thought, I'll let Willie Yum Yum do it today. Mm. And uh, well, not, not that I'll let you do it. Mm. I'll, I'll stand back. Let, let's get the balance mm, right. Let's get this balance in. Well, I quite like how you start, other than the fact you scream down the microphone. Other than that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited. It's early again. We were just mm. saying before we press record that um, we're getting up early and recording these. And I, and I think it's a really nice way to start the day. Mm. Kind of having, having a laugh before you... I mean, most people like... I'm looking out the window now, and, and the rest it's of my road still half asleep, and it does look awful. It's ridiculously windy still, um, but yeah, it sets me up in a in a really good mood, like because have a good, a really good chat right first thing in the morning, mm. and and laugh a lot. That's a good way to start. It's a great day. way to start the day. And if I get out of bed, if I time it just right, I got out of bed about four minutes before we started recording. I've literally still got morning wood, so I mean. How good's that? What a great way to start the day. Have a chat with you, mate, with a full-on <laughs> erection. Uh, no, I didn't. I've actually had a shower, so joke's on you, even though... You, you actually look the most freshest I've seen you. You've got I'm a nice fit, little, yeah. like, ice white T-shirt oh, on. Yeah, it's, it's creased as fuck, but thank God for... Oh, right. uh, thank God for low-res cam- low cameras, hey? Um, I've, I've just fallen out of bed and thrown on a tracksuit and a hat. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, I'm quite dishevelled this morning. Anyway, before we do anything else, let's get a word from our sponsors. Bangboomcreative.com. That's where you need to go for the very best in film and photography work. Yes, yes. Luke and his team over at Bang Boom have been proud sponsors of ours for a few years now, and we can tell you two things about them. One, their stuff is bloody excellent. They've produced content for the smallest charities to the biggest commercial brands, and it's always Bang on. Yeah, it works. We've seen Luke deliver an epic cinema advert for Pip, amazing photo shoots for the Two Girls One Shot podcast, made the girls look incredible, and of course he's done loads of great stuff for us, great visuals, loads on Instagram. The one he did of me as an Ewok was proper good. And secondly, well, they're just bloody nice people. Uh, Lovely to work with. Lots of companies can kind of take pictures and film something, but not everyone can do it with the sort of passion and, and just ruddy kindness that sets Luke and Bang Boom apart from all the others. So if you need some great visuals from a truly excellent company, 
please go check out bangboomcreative.com, proud sponsors of the Hardcore Listening Podcast. The world can seem like a strange and sometimes dangerous place, but with Summer Academy helping you with your martial arts training, you'll always feel safe. Dangerous loners are everywhere and usually come across as friendly members of your community. They can be simply doing DIY during the day and podcasting at night. The dangerous loner. They could also be running a well-known nightclub at the same time. Their cloven hoof is scraping behind you. Wrenchy's Simon James has been training karate for over 32 years and teaching for 28. He knows through first-hand experience that martial arts can give you the stress release you've been looking for, as well as teaching life lessons and fitness and of course, more importantly, peace. At Sama, we teach karate, kickboxing, tai chi and MMA to all ages. From children as young as four-year-olds to the very elderly. Even Shu. Rude. Uh, they can cater for all your needs, from just general fitness uh, or a new hobby, right the way through to a career in teaching martial arts. They run corporate training days for companies to have as team building exercises as well as local self-defence classes. They even teach a parent and baby self-defence course. That's defence whilst carrying your child, not defence against maniac murder babies. There is absolutely no defence against them. Be aware of that. Chris, where can people find out more about the Sama Academy? Yes, you can find out everything you need over at sama-academy.co.uk. That's S-A-M-A-academy.co.uk. And maybe you'll become a black belt just like me. Uh, hello, this is uh, Chiles, um, Chaz from Love Beer, uh, and, and I'm here to tell you about why I sponsor uh, Hardcore Listening and what, what love-beer.co.uk does. Uh, I am a fully certified by the British Beer and Pubs Association for bar installation with a focus on home and office bars. I have loads of home bar clients who have really enjoyed the service during lockdown, as well as corporate office clients like Facebook and HelloFresh. I offer a complete solution from installing the bar equipment right the way through to keg supply. I also offer regular maintenance packages for those who want a bar without all the hassle. Hello, this is Charles also from Love Beer. I just want to also let you know I'm fully licensed to sell kegs, we can supply loads of different products from mainstream beers and ciders right through to trendy craft beers and even Prosecco kegs, all delivered to your bar by a certified technician. Also, why I'm here, have I mentioned the Land Rover Beeries 3, which is a 45-year-old XMOD Land Rover Series 3 that we have done a complete restoration on during lockdown. The 3 Beeries 3 is a custom-built, high-performance bar hidden in the back of a Land Rover. The bar we have installed is capable of doing upwards of 500 pints per hour. We're about four to five weeks off having it all back together and ready to show it off. And I'll be launching an Instagram for it this week. Nice one, Charles. Nice one. There you have it, you crazy kids. And there'll be new no. news about sponsors coming up very, very soon. Um, Absolutely. Also, if you're new listeners, hello. Welcome, welcome. to the podcast. We've, we, we've, I've, I've realised that we, we always start these podcasts in a very inclusive way, like you're already part of the family. But if you are new listeners... That's called exclusive, but ca- carry on. Inclusive. Exclude. Is it? You're excluding people if you're oh, not yeah. helping them into the fold. But, we but need we're to be being more inc- inclusive. 
Hey, if oh, it's your I, first time, let us be inclusive here. Welcome <laughs> you in. Explain what we do. We do top fives. You probably could figure that out by looking at the, the artwork. Or maybe you've heard from word of mouth or online about our podcast. So it's not a difficult concept. We will discuss the top five. Sometimes it's, throw, it's li- thrown in by our listeners. Sometimes it comes from our very own brains. Very rarely, the listeners' suggestions are always superior. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. Also, if you've uh, you've just heard the jingle at the beginning, uh, it was brought to my attention by Pippikins, mm. Mr. Scroobius mm-hmm, Pip, mm-hmm. um, that the jingle says it's a drunken soiree in the oh, within. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's have it. Well, let's re- let's refresh everything. Let's give ourselves a little refresh soon, eh? And I was thinking, we've not. The only time we ever really get drunk and record now is the drunk cast mm. for Pip, mm. not actually on Hardcore Listing. Mm. Um, I, I, I guess lockdown kind of slowed that down a bit mm. as well, didn't it? Yeah, but, I mean, I'm uh, always wasted. I didn't realise you haven't been drinking for the last four years. So you're saying you're not drunk right now. When we've um, finished this chat, stick around on the Zoom, mate, because we need to have <laughs> a little word, chat. all right? Yeah, 8am. <laughs> I started at Absolutely. 6. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, if um, this is your first time listening and you bloody love it, uh, and you instantly go and smash the back catalogue of 300 episodes and subscribe while you're there, if that's still not enough and you want new weekly content, let's just quickly tell you about Patreon. Patreon is like a kind of crowdfunder type thing, but it's like it's a lot cheaper and it's like a little weekly thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it means each week we upload a bespoke episode just for Patreons. Um, and this one that you're listening to, you can watch it over on Patreon as well. So we put two video episodes up each week yes. and one bespoke audio episode. Plus, there's loads of chit-chat. Then you've also got the, the MSC, as they've called themselves, which is the Murdering Sex Cult. Uh, and that is all the patrons, yeah. and they have their own social group. They all hang out together. There's a WhatsApp group. There's an open Zoom room where they all hang out. So it's really nice, yeah. you know. And they're 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 very inclusive. Inclusive, yes. yeah. Very inclusive. So, um, unlike me and you. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find out all about that at www.patreon.patreon.com yes. forward slash hardcore listing. Yeah, What's wonderful. today's top five, Willie Yum Yum? It's from uh, one of our wonderful patrons, Carl Jones. Top five greatest films you'll never watch again. Carl, what a great option. Um, there was loads on that uh, top five list that we put out on Patreon. This was a couple of weeks ago. And so we had a little um, had a little scroll through and thought, Carl, wise choice, my friend, wise choice. Hope you're well. Um, other, set, other things he's put on this WhatsApp, uh, this uh, Patreon group is... Simon Lovell said, top five places you've had sex. And Carl Jones said, sex house. So I'm not sure what that was in relation to, Carl. You might have to explain yourself on that one, mate. I think that's, I think that's over Langdon Way. Oh, is it? Oh, uh, God. Yeah. Flat my flat. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, right. Let's get, in, let's get into it. Okay. Uh, should I go first? I went first. Uh, I asked you to go first last time. By the way, I wrote my top five and then... You I... went first last time. No, you went. Didn't you go first? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Go on then. You crack on, mate. No, I'm not bothered. I'll, I'll just, just, just... So why'd you say anything then? What, yeah, just just shut up! It's a power thing. Oh, okay. Sure. Right, okay. Right, um, you, you, you may proceed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... So then I had a little look on like one of these like online like top fives of like well not top fives but you know what are people's most what, in terms of this 
and 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 three of my five were on this list. And, oh, really? And, and I could have easily got all five, to be honest with you, but um, I deviated. Are these the sort of sites that you go on at the, at the bottom? It's like, can't believe what Winona Ryder looks like <laughs> now. Yeah, and there's like yeah. a picture of a pensioner that's clearly not Winona Ryder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's all the things why we started this in the first place is, look, let's not do a clickbaity sort of like... Um, thing and then we like we like we'll have a real deep dive into these top fives and really now what our podcast is is me and you being horrible to each other for fucking 60 <laughs> minutes <laughs> and you can wait to get up for that and neither could i oh um, i know i'm I gonna know. start with like th- these are all great films but this is arguably i mean this this probably isn't a great film but you know it's not going to be recorded in t- I, i'm going to start blood sport van damme the reason why i'm never going to watch this movie again <laughs> is because um, I like I I loved like martial arts movies were my fucking thing. Like as a as a like uh, between the ages of say like eight to like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, when I was like an a- absolute beast at martial arts, I lived and breathed martial arts films. And um, it was before I sort of like had the guts to watch eighteens really. Even though a couple of them, like Bloodsport, were an eighteen. It was just about, it was sort of like the level of violence I could deal with. And Bloodsport was absolutely brilliant. I remember watching it the first time. I felt really, like, naughty watching it. And it all felt so adult. And um, there was probably a bit of, probably a bit of, a, bit of a, a nude scene in it and stuff like that. Because there usually was in these sort of types of films. There would have definitely been a bit of a, like a, bit of a femme fatale in there. But in any oh, event. Oh, yeah, he had buns of steel, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, um... And so I loved it. I really thought it was a great movie. But I watched Kickboxer, and and this was like fifteen years ago. I watched Kickboxer, and I was like, "Oh no, this is this is aged so bad," because the fight choreography has come on such a long, long, long way that it was it was almost unwatchable. Because obviously, martial arts movies. I'm talking about. Like, I think like I think like Chinese uh, martial arts films have tend have held up a bit better but the sort of like hollywood uh foray into it excluding movies like enter the dragon and that the martial arts is it's not quite all there and um so i can't i can't go back to blood sport because i just want to i don't want to want to leave at least of one of van damme's movies as it was in my memory it's like oh yeah that was great so that's why blood sport was made my number five i think you're going to find many of the others are a lot more reputable uh, but yeah, mate, the the shin breaking scene. Oof, we talked about that at school for a, for a, a hot minute. That's for sure. It's so weird. I mean, when we spoke to we we had our sponsor on uh, Summer Academy, uh, who's a, a a karate instructor, mm. and uh, and he 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 done a, a top five. If you if you haven't missed it, if you haven't listened to it, go and check it out. He done um, <laughs> top five facts about Steven Seagal, oh, yeah. and so we discussed retro. Uh, mm. That was on Patreon as well, so you've got to get over there. Ah, right, to okay. Yeah. And, uh, and and that was an interesting one. And there is, you go back and you watch so many of these films and the uh, the fight scenes just don't hold up. And it's really weird because I think the fight scenes in Cobra Kai mm. are shocking. And I hope that they're filmed that way. Mm. Like, mm. because... It is weird, and I love the Karate Kid, and I watch it now, mm. and and the fight scenes are terrible, and and Larusso is shocking. It's terrible. I don't understand. Like, yeah, that that will forever confuse me. Yeah. And I went back and watched No Retreat, No Surrender after we spoke about it on that episode because mm. I just added it to Prime, and I probably watched that film 
a hundred times as a kid uh, because you couldn't like you couldn't own these sorts of films. Mm. You had to get them from a video shop, so you'd only get to see them x amount of times. Mm. And like, and I was as thirsty as you was for some martial arts when I was a kid. And yeah, I just watched No Retreat. I got about ten minutes in. I was this is unwatchable. Mm. It's absolute nonsense. Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Martial arts films. I think a lot of that is because they just don't age very mm-hmm. well. What's your number five, uh, mate? My number five. Um, right, I'm going to start with um, Sixth Sense. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. It makes, oh, like, God, what a, what a witty, clever pun there. How did I yeah. even put that together? Like, do, do, you, do you write for, like, Stephen Fry or Stuart Lee? I know, uh, like, you know, you, you, you've got a very good imagination. I'm very good imagination. Writing. I get jokes very quickly. Um, and I write, as you can see there, I write them even quicker. Um, <laughs> Without even realising. Even Ramesh, when we had Ramesh on, he said, Chris, you are so sharp. Yeah. I was like, thanks, man. Yeah. I mean, obviously this is bullshit, but I would say out of all of our guests, Ramesh Ranganathan was, he's witty as fuck, isn't he, Ramesh? He deserves he, to he be. Should, he should get in a comedy. Do you reckon? Definitely. Okay. All Definitely. Right. All right, okay. Oh, Rob, what have you up to? Teaching or something? Doing that? Uh, yeah, go on. Sixth Sense. Yeah. Um, went to the cinema, I watched it, and uh, really enjoyed it. And, uh, oh, big reveal. Brilliant. Never need to watch that again. <laughs> What's your number four? <laughs> Do you know, the same week I saw that, I saw uh, Fight Club. And oh, what, that's a good what, week in the what cinema. What a week for cinema that was. And they both got quite big plot reveals, haven't they? Yeah. Oh mate, what I was what a time to be alive that was. Eighteen, I believe I was. Yeah. Oh, I love Six Sense. I thought it was good, but yeah, I've never watched it back. Why would you? Like, and what's weird is, um, there was a fella, at, um, a teacher at my daughter's school, that come over from America, and really, really, really looked like Haley Hay- Joel Osment. Yeah, 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 it? something like that. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? T- to the point where. Because his career died, didn't it, badly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of, uh, yeah. He did AI, like, didn't he? I never even watched that. I couldn't be bothered. And I was just thinking, has he gone back to teaching? <laughs> or, or not back to teaching. Has he gone, you know, uh, and, and for some reason he's now teaching at a comprehensive in Grace. Like, I mean, that is a fall from Grace. <laughs> um, from a Hollywood A-lister to a media studies teacher. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it wasn't Hayley Joel Osment. What's weird is... He's matured into a man, mm. but he's he hasn't his, his face, face hasn't grown into he his did, body he yet, has he it? Catch up with him. He's actually I actually watched him in a uh, he's in a science fiction TV show. I think it was on Netflix. It was half decent actually. Um, a, a short a short while ago, I honestly couldn't even tell you the fucking name of this thing. Um, and yeah, even then, he, he looks he does look more like his face. I think because now he's getting he's getting like wrinkles, just like we all do. He's starting to his face is starting to catch up. Mm. He was he's, oh, he was solid in that, but it kind of is like one of those ones where you think, "Fuck me!" Like I don't know. All I hope for is that I hope for that reason it meant he didn't get caught up in any of that other sh- sad shit that happens to these these young Hollywood A-listers because I think I can tear your fucking mind to pieces. Um, I think parents and and the whole industry are getting a little bit wiser on it all now. But yes, no, it was he sort of like burned brightly for that one show and then and then fucked off. Uh, Fucking hell, Chris. Keep it light. You ain't died. All right, number four. My number four, Martyrs. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. my god, this this movie, this was that, that was the high. Is that one when they get tied up downstairs? Oh yeah, like and the rest. I mean, it, yeah. Uh, like, I, I've often said that Martyrs is like Hostel, but if Hostel was made for children, like, uh, sorry, look, host. When you compare Hostel to Martyrs, it makes Hostel look like it was made for children. It's that. Mm. It's that for me. It's that night and day difference, and it's so well directed. And like me and Mark, we, we were absolute horror, horror fans. And we were watching all the video nasties at the time. Yeah, and um, no, like honestly, like now I have no appetite for it, Shu. I've got zero appetite for it. Like I, lo- I still love horror, but I can't. It's my favourite line ever in Modern Family is Phil Dunphy saying, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I, scary movies don't bother me. I've seen Ghostbusters like three times. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a time when like that library scene in Ghostbusters scared the shit out of me as a kid and I guess my, my girlfriend's like sort of like appetite for, for scares is no more than that still now like she she, like, she sees that and she's like no I'm alright with any of that I don't want it and she wakes up and the first thing she sees when she opens her eyes is your fucking part one cog yeah, it's true it's true um, and, and sometimes I've actually got the face mask um, front of that ghost from Ghostbusters I'm just wearing it in bed so when she wakes up it's there um, but like some people are just like oh I'll tap out of that I, I don't think I ever need to be scared and then one day I, it was, I, was, I was 19 and I watched The Ring and I'd seen a few horror films before that and not really completely enjoying it and I watched the Japanese version of The Ring at, at uni and that was it I like suddenly like I got horror I understood why people watch it and the buzz and then we just progressively, over the next like ten years, watched every horror film we could get our hands on, and we came across um, Martyrs just on the shelf in Blockbuster, just innocently sat there, and we thought, oh yeah, okay, well it's a horror film, it's an eighteen, and we watch it, and we were like, that is so fucking awful, like how it got through the classification board, and it's brilliant, like it's really edgy, you see terror, terrorizing stuff. But by the end of it, it's just like it leaves a fucking scar in my brain that I'll never get rid of. And I feel better. I feel all right about it now. I don't, I don't feel physically sick when I think about it. But for, for, for over 12 months, when I would think about Mars, I'd be like, I don't feel well. And so that's a movie that I'll never need to watch again. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mm. Well, that ties in perfectly with my four. Uh, so, um, uh, I'll spit on your grave. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I was probably 11 or 12 when I saw mm. that. Um, my mate's parents went out and they'd had they'd got hold of a video nasty of it. Yeah, because yeah. back then, that was like, you had your Texas Chainsaw Massacres yeah. and your Driller Killer. But, like, spit on your yeah. grave was, like, the ultimate, yeah. like video nasty yeah uh and and i remember thinking it was a horror and thinking it was like it was gonna be really like sort of like i don't know what yeah. i don't know what i expected from it i spit on your grave sounds like it's gonna be some kind of zombie film or something like that yeah uh what you get if you've never seen it i know they've remade yeah it i was gonna say was, i was just looking was, when they remade it, it was and, that even that was quite a long time ago now that's 2010 and th- that's very tame in comparison to, to, to the original. Mm. Uh, and, and the premise is, it's just uh, basically, it's like a revenge film. Uh, this poor young lady just gets the worst, raped yeah. by a load of rednecks uh, and then basically just sets out on a on a sort of tirade of revenge uh, and, you know, kills these people in really fucking brutal ways, such as cutting a geezer's penis off uh and yeah, and 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 it's it's like, and I remember th- going around there, uh, and there was a few of us sitting there watching it, mm-hmm. and we was we was all trying to be tough guys, you know, at like twelve or whatever, just going like, oh yeah, she's well good, and like, and I remember having that pang of sickness in my stomach that you just yeah. talked about, of just thinking this is horrible, <laughs> like I do not want to watch rape, I do not want to watch people fucking having their penises removed like with a fucking blade. Uh, yeah, and, and and I just remember like going, like leaving the house and going home, and just like literally not being able to remove the thought mm. of that film from my head. Uh, and I think if you watch it now, I mean, it must have been made in the late seventies, early eighties, very early eighties, and it's not particularly, you know, I don't know. I've not obviously mm. never watched it again. Mm. I did watch the remake, uh, but yeah, j- just the the. It's etched into my head that feeling that I got watching that that it was like this is just really unpleasant. There's mm. nothing nice about this film. There's nothing that's going to make your world or your life improve in any way, shape, or form by watching this. Yeah, uh, it's a funny one that I feel like I'm almost horseshoeing back round to my original uh, 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 thought. Have it. you seen it? I think I've seen the remake, and it always reminds me of the House on the Left, the Last House on mm. the Left very similar sort of uh, format and they've done other ones recently they've done one called Revenge and when I see them and they say they have these titles now I'm just kind of like I've seen that film yeah like, and and, it, and yeah, you could argue it's cathartic the original was originally titled Day of the Woman which I think is quite a clever title in terms of like what she's you know it's uh, her sort of like revenge but um, against obviously the most toxic of masculinity but I don't know. Like, I just don't need to see that shit. And like, I used to. I remember accidentally turning. I, I was at, um, as a kid, mum and dad on holiday in Spain, and I'd turn the TV on as soon as we got on because usually there was porn on. 
<laughs> I found it quite funny. And one day it backfired. I turned it on and it was a scene from Hellraiser 3. And someone just basically got fucking touched this part column, if you've seen Hellraiser 3, where he's trapped in. And he basically sends some chains into him and a big fucking pole through his brain. And, and I watched out of 14 and I was just like, what on fucking God's earth is this? And I turned around to my dad and went, why did humans make that? And then, like, I, as I said, through my 20s and that, I sort of got it all and the adrenaline rush and shit. And now I'm back to what my thought was as, as a 14-year-old. It's like, why did we make... Like, why do we need yeah. to see that? Like, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think, like, it's a really tef- tough question. And we are at half past and we've got a load to get through. But that whole idea of classification and freedom of speech and freedom to pursue your own artistic endeavours... I find that a really grey territory now. I feel like I've muddied that in my own head because I just wonder, like, do we need that? And I wonder if, like, our planet is alive in 200 years' time, 300 years' time. Maybe they'll ban it and then people will come back and go, uh, can you remember when we made films like this and we wondered why why, why our society was absolutely batshit crazy? 100%. Who knows? I mean, I could be completely wrong on it. I'm not saying... These are just thoughts I'm having. As I say, yeah. I think pursuit of freedom of speech and being able to do what you want, provided you're not hurting others, is really important. 100%. Is that hurting others? I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old and boring. Um, number three, dude. Number what three. Are you going for? I'm going to go with Once Upon a Time in America. Great movie. James Woods, Robert De Niro, uh, Joe Pesci's in it. Load, but quite a few other um, some of the other actors. I'm sure from um, like the other mafioso mo- uh, movies and that. Um, you know why I can't watch this again? It's three hours, 49 minutes long, Stuart. Mm. Like, I have not got that time. I never watched Titanic until two years ago with Molly because I was like, it was out of the cinema. People were like, yeah, it's like three hours long. I was like, fuck that. I'm like 18, 19. I've got fucking, uh, I've, got, I've got places to be. Where was you going to go with that? Uh, no, I just self-edited that one. It was, it was, it, it weren't going anywhere. <laughs> I could see in your face that you was about to say the word fingering. <laughs> I was. <laughs> <clears throat> there was a, there was some horses that needed feeding. We know each other too well now. <laughs> and um, I just thought, fuck that. And like, I remember watching Once Upon a Time in America, and it being on TV. It must have been on TV. And I remember sticking it on it like I got in bed and like, you know, because I had a couple of quid to throw about. I didn't. I had a gigantic, like, you know, not gigantic, small screen TV in my bedroom, but it was still a gigantic TV. Um, Anyone under the age of fucking 20 listening to this podcast will be like, they've always been thin and easy to carry around. No, they haven't, mate. They were a murder weapon once. And I remember putting that on at like 10 10 p.m. And like, it's gone midnight and I'm thinking, this feels like you know, it's nowhere near close to being resolved. And then another hour and 49 minutes later, it's like closer to two. No, it wasn't. It, it, it burnt because of adverts. It just never ended. And I, I just thought, fuck me, this is good. But Jesus Christ, I feel like I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got to get married in the morning. It was that it just ran and ran and ran. Uh, but it's a, it is a really cool film, but it is a much slow burner than, a lot of the other mafioso movies. I don't know if that's the longest one. Probably. The Irishman uh, clocked in at Irishman, like, yeah. What's that clocking at? That's over three hours, but I don't know if it's three hours, 49 minutes. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. Like, 
I've watched Goodfellas about 300 times. Yeah, uh, watch that twice. <laughs> but, uh, oh, do you know, I think Goodfellas it's quite isn't long. that short, it, though. As his casino, but, yeah. yeah, once upon a time in America, I do think, <sighs> do you know what, I don't know if I can, I, like, it, it's on Netflix, and I do just think it's amazing, but you've just it's just a, it's weird, though, because you do think you watch a series, and you will watch, like, 15 hours or something, mm-hmm. but, to actually just look at the enormity of a film that's over three hours, you just think, oh, no, I can't it's be fucking, I can't It's be a lot of time, isn't it? It's a lot right, of work to yeah. put in. Because you're not really going to watch it in one hit, are you? Because who can sit on their ass and watch, you know, four hours of something, yeah. with, you know, in one go? That's a yeah. That's a lot of time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, good chat. Good Thanks, chat. mate. Thanks, mate. What's your number three? Uh, I'm going to go with Borat. Uh, uh, and Bruno, yeah, sure. Um, because uh, I remember seeing it, laughing really, 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 really hard at it. Mm-hmm. If not, so probably seeing Borat at the cinema. Uh, I've mentioned on this podcast, well, probably one of the funniest experiences of my life. Um, yeah, and I just think it was really funny. I know all the jokes now. I don't need to watch it mm. again. And I'm sure maybe some of it hasn't aged. Little, probably hasn't <laughs> yeah. aged very well. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I just, I just, I was just trying to think of like different variants, things that are like that like spooked me, things that were just a reveal. And I was thinking, right, well, what kind of comedy have I seen that I thought was brilliant, but I would never watch again? Mm. And I just think, yeah, I wouldn't watch that again. No, I, I and, get what you're saying. Uh, and and it's not because necessarily. It's not aged as well as that. I mean, I've watched Police Academy fucking hundreds of times, and that has not aged well. Mm. Um, <laughs> but maybe there's more nostalgia mm. attached to that than, than Borat. But um, yeah, I don't know. And like, I've actually gone back and rewatched like Jackass movies uh, and things like that. And but yeah, but Borat, I just I it's I always see it on the, the streaming platforms. I just think, oh no, I don't really need to watch that. Like, and I, I because it's etched in my mind as probably one of the films that's made me laugh the most ever. Mm. I don't want to maybe watch it again and and go, oh no, that's not actually that funny. Yeah, it's the same as Bloodsport, really. But like for <laughs> martial arts and yeah, humour, in I'm a sure, way, I'm sure I'm sure Sasha Baron Cohen will be absolutely thrilled with that review. <laughs> All right, it's like Bloodsport, but the fun, <laughs> but for, for jokes. Uh, I watched the mo- I watched the the, the more recent uh, Borat. Professor Baron Cohen is a comic who likes to, and he did this. This is America, and he likes to really push comedy. He does a bit of shock. Co- he, he does do shock comedy, and he also likes to push people and like and and expose people. And this is America. He, he really did that. Like he will. Not always for the f- the good though. I, no, there yeah. was a, yeah, yeah. I watched one where mm. he w- went into like a gallery mm. and this artist, this woman, and like, and I just thought, oh, do you know what? Like, if you're just trying to kind of highlight how stupid some people mm. are, mm. like if there's if they're mean people, mm. then you know maybe pulling them on that is is mm. interesting. But this these some of these people just seem really nice, mm. and it was like, ah. Oh, that's not mm. cool, man. Mm. And like, I I stopped watching that, and I fucking love him. I mm. think he's really yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, clever, yeah, yeah. super fucking funny. Mm-hmm. But I didn't laugh that mm. much at the 
the second Borat film. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't either. Interestingly, um, but again, we come down to do, do you know what what happens here? I, I, I think sometimes with comedy, they break. You know, say to make an omelet, they've got to break some eggs. I think sometimes those eggs are people who probably have got turned into the butt of a joke when maybe they shouldn't have done. And uh, yeah, so yeah, interesting, interesting thoughts, mate. Good shout. Well, I think uh, on that Borat film, didn't he? Them, them lads that picked him up in that RV, mm-hmm. uh, like they took him to court, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know what the outcome of that was, but obviously they were. I mean, they were obviously just jock wallies, but he absolutely fucking ruined mm. them. And like, and obviously they were given a lot of alcohol and mm. and were obviously Egged nurtured. On. Egged on to, yeah. Because, and I think because that there is that sort of like, but like, you know, like I had... Like, Could you imagine if that was you? Well, basically, I had Mark, Greg and Robin around my house the other day. And we've all got potty mouths and we like to act the, 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 the fool. And we had a wonderful time. We were doing a bit of decorating and we played a few board games and stuff. Discovered a basement so, that they were. Sounds so cool. Discovered a oh, basement. I've done some DIY and played board games. Fucking hell, party on, but Wayne. We, Fuck me. It did get rowdy, and there was there was a lot of laughter and a lot of like stupid jokes getting thrown around. And and no, we weren't acting like those guys. But I don't also don't suppose that we were like you know reflecting the best version of ourselves because we all know each other inside and out, and we understand what's jest and what's not. And we all had the best time ever, um, but I wouldn't want that filmed and put into a no, movie. Of course. That I could have a fucking heart attack. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. My number two. Um, we, and so I thought I'd um, switch out, make this a lot more upbeat. Requiem for a Dream. Oh, that's a fucking great shot. I can't watch it now. Like, I, So I used to watch it every, like, I used to have, like, the appetite, because it's such a, Darren Aronofsky, he's, he's, he's brilliant. He's, a, he's an incredible director. And um, I could watch that movie like every like five, five or six years um, because it's just brilliant. As tragic as it is, you've got wonderful performances in there by uh, uh, Jared, Leto. Uh, Jared Leto, Sarah Connolly. Oh, no, I said Sarah Connolly, Jennifer Connolly, um, even one of the Wayans brothers in there. I think it's, I think it's Damien. No, it's Marlon. I'm not too sure. I don't know who the older or the younger one is, to be honest with you. Damon, I think, is the older one, isn't he? The bald one. Uh, Just keep who knows? talking. Who knows? Um, and uh, it's, 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 it's so good, but it's so tragic. It's so tragic. It's got an incredible piece of uh, music, I think, by Clint Mansell. I think he did that, Summer Overture. Um, but it, oh my God, it's so sad. And the thing is, there's a there's the, the mum in it as well, Jared Leto. I'm sure it's Jared Leto. She's the best character. She's in brilliant, it. but it's such a vulnerable portrayal of a vulnerable person. Um, and I have had now two vulnerable parents. I can't watch it. It would it would. Mm. I still think of it now, and it hurts. Mm. It's too it's too close to the bone for me, um, so I can't watch it now. I absolutely can't. I know, I know I'll never watch it again. If I do, it will write me off for a week. It will put me in depression for a week. I can't do that. Like it's it's, it's we, we talk about this with the, the violence films and stuff like that. Like, it, like things. It, it doesn't matter if it's real or not. Things can have a mass impression on you. Um, and and f- that film's that film was you know put together to have a fucking 
big impression on someone. Mm. I guess all films are, are, are set out with that in mind. Mm. You know, you want to fucking drive the you know the message of your film through so it sticks with people. But that film will hang heavy on you know the best of you. Let alone you can correlate it to like things that are, are you know existing in. You know, in your, your life, life. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I mean, 100%. I, very, very, I think it'd be very unlikely to find myself addicted to smack, but it's Moorish. It is Moorish, but then again, when I first watched that, I was like, I was very, I was, I was quite young. I was definitely in my heyday of like, like experimenting with drugs, and 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 I probably was a, a really good. And hey, don't forget, Chris, you're having a great time. Remember. Don't ever try heroin. Look how this all turned out. So uh, probably they should put they they should make kids all watch out of school. Fucking yeah, it'll, it'll upset them for months. They'll get loads of parents' complaints. No one will take smack. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Do you know what I mean? Maybe start start them off with train spotting. Start them with train spotting. Something like with a cool soundtrack, and then go. <laughs> you like that one about smack? Here's something fucking heavy with a cool soundtrack. Come down to nasty, <laughs> aren't they? Come down to rotten. Okay. Still thinking that you can deal, you can handle a come down. Right. Watch this one. Oh, right. Okay. And if you've seen Requiem for a Dream, you ain't just got to worry about the come downs, <laughs> have you? That's like oh. that's the fun part. That's like the horrible. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but, but wonderfully, wonderfully directed and wonderfully acted and portrayed. So yeah, what a horrible film. What's your number two, mate? Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> I watched it the other night. <laughs> no, not the other night. I probably watched it uh, six weeks ago. Um, it's 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 an inc- it's a masterpiece. Go on. I understand why. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a film that that you was telling me about um, and, and recommended to me, and I was like. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, it's Kurt Russell, isn't yeah. it? Um, One of my heroes. And, and am I right in saying there's no score? Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's. I don't, I don't think, think there's any score. Um, I don't think I, there's honestly, any score. Honestly, I'm trying to remember. I literally watched it the other day. How can I um, not remember this? We've spoke about it on this it podcast is, yeah. uh, for long-time listeners quite a few times, this film. Um, I would recommend it yeah. if you've never seen it. Um, because it's a... It's not a road movie, but it's like a, uh, it's it's just them travelling across, if I remember this rightly, mm-hmm. through the the wild west or yeah, whatever you want yeah, to call yeah, it, yeah. Uh, and just sort of finding this sort of indigenous tribe of fucking terrifying people mm-hmm. that make the most 
awful fucking sounds. Yeah. Uh, and then they get captured, and some of the torture, a, a specific scene is mm. just fucking terrible. It will make you wince. And the sound of that scene yeah. is etched in my head. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I've... I remember watching it and thinking, wow, that was brutal, but I really, I, you know, I did enjoy watching that film. I thought it was a good film, but there's no way that's being put in a box and under the bed and never watched again. Yeah, I, I totally get it, mate. Um, it, it does have a soundtrack. Well, you don't. You said you watched it, it again last no, week. I, I get why you can't handle it, because uh, oh, you're a wimp. Um, yeah, go on. Yeah, I, I, think, nice. I, I think that... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I just think that yeah. Um, I so I rewatch it because I had I I sort of like got I was curious enough about it again, and being such a big fan of uh, Kurt Russell, and it, Bone Tomahawk is really refreshing. It's a ma- it's a real genre mix. It is because mm. not only is it a horror western, which is quite unique in itself, it's um, it's a co- it's a black comedy, and I did when I first watched it, a lot of the jokes were lost on me. That bit where they tear that fella in ass, well, funny, yeah, exactly. Mate. Like a lot of the jokes were lost on me. Mm. I, I still, it took me a while to get the joke in that bit. Yeah, but I, I think like no, but imagine being know. ripped in half. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. So yeah, um, I, I, like it is really funny. It like it's it's really like. I'm just going to give our listeners a little heads up, right? That film is not really fucking funny. Oh, Let's no, make that no, no, no. 100% is, it... clear. Do not stumble into that film on a Sunday afternoon with the kids and think, oh, yeah, Chris said this was funny. Like, no, don't take... Don't, ju- don't, ju- don't, just watch fucking on, Big Daddy yeah, watching or fucking Kanto Happy Gilmore. Or something else. Yeah, right, don't, yeah. Like, like it's, but like it has a, it's very witty and glum, glum wit, dry wit, but it's really cleverly done. But I think the first time you watch it, you can't see it for all the other man that's happening. And it's actually, <laughs> yeah. and it's actually slow as well. It's a bit of a, it's oh, yes, a bit of a, so. it's a bit of a crawling pace as well. Go, everyone's going to say this sounds like shit. Uh, right, my number one, um, it isn't. It's one of my favourite westerns. Easy, top five. Easy. Irrever. Oh, I've said it. Irreversible. Um, at, at, like you've got to get a Gaspar Noe. Rarely have I gone back to watch Gaspar Noe films, even though I love them. Like they're just. They're all such hard watches. Yeah, I, I'd throw that in in the same box as Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, yeah, no, they they really are. They're such hard watches, but brilliant. Like, I just give it a touch. I don't suppose you've n- named any of these, have you? I haven't. No. no. Enter the Void. Yeah. About a guy who the setup is he dies while he's high, and he's basically, effectively, just w- watching how that affects everyone in his life. But by the way. It's, they, they don't. They don't have. They don't have two point five children that are going to work in a flipping um, st- stationery shop. They've all got like complicated, seedy lives, and you're just like. But how he's filmed it, you're just rolling round uh, on the ceiling, watching these things as like a spirit floating round. That's hard. That's a hard watch. Genius, brilliant. I still can't figure out how he did it. Like it's that cleverly filmed. And then you've got. I watched the other one. The other. What's the one where they're all dancing? Fuck me! Um, oh, not love. You're talking about um, not love. Love's love is one of the ones that is mo- mostly easiest to watch, and he's actually you know loosely based on it. I think loosely based on him, and he, and he portrays himself as a bit of a dick, um, as Gaspar would. Um, 
What is it? Uh, pa- oh, God. Climax. Climax. Molly just had to leave the room. Molly was just like, oh, I think this is wigging me out a bit too much. It's hard. That is, it's brilliant. The dance is a brilliant movie. Don't need to ever watch that again. I don't need to ever watch any of his movies again. I don't like, and then and then and then to cap it all, you've got the the original, the one that always most people are like, oh shit, it's irreversible. Starts as a sex scene in a gay club in in like Berlin, and that would be fine. It's not the fact that it's a sex scene in Germany, a, a club in G- Germany or Berlin. It's the fact that how he's filmed it is with this awful whirring sound that he produced to make people feel actually nauseous and the camera is like flipping around doing 360 degree on its head so you're doing forward rolls and backward rolls and like all the way around this club where you're seeing just into and it's quite like um you know it's quite an extreme club so it's not like people yeah, are just like a very extreme people club. aren't just having kisses it's like people get people on sex swings getting fisted and it's like that's quite a lot to start a movie and he's filmed the whole thing backwards. Like, it starts at the climax, and then it re- each scene is played in reverse, so it rewinds to what happened before that, what happened before that, what happened before that. And it's a half-fucking-watch. It is genius. He's got one of, one of my favourite actors of all time, Vincent Castle from La Haine, a wonderful French actor. Black Swan, Mazarine. Um, he's, in, he's been he's in, in uh, Eastern Promises. Eastern Promises. Incredible in that. Love him. Love him. What a dude. But, oh... Fucking hell! Like he of he plays a bit of a dick, but he doesn't it, like what how it all pans out. It's like oh he is a bit of a dick, but none of this anyone really deserves. And it's got um that wonderful French actress that that, that that she she's been in so many things as well. Um oh I'm gonna massacre her name. She save me from saying something stupid. Uh, are you talking about uh well uh, no hang on. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna attempt it. You, you can. Uh, oh God! I'm gonna have to do it now, aren't I? Um, it is. Oh no, it's not the actress I thought it was. Monica Bellucci. Oh, it was Monica Bellucci. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was. Yeah, Monica Bellucci. Um, yeah, Monica Bellucci. Um, wonderfully, she, she, she's such a great actress. And incredibly, one of the most powerfully sex sexual human beings on the planet. Um, she just emits something that I imagine just makes men's brains melt um, when they're in her presence. Um, she's just incredibly powerful, feminine force, and, and 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 rough shit happens throughout it. And the worst thing about Reversible is when it goes back to the first scene because it's playing backwards. The first scene's like really nice, and all you're left with is because you know how this all pans out makes you feel worse. <laughs> and for yeah. that, he's a genius. Gaspar Noe is a genius. He's a, he's an incredible director. I just whenever his films come out, I never watch them straight away. I'm sure Pip does. Pip's a big fan. Pip says Climax is his favourite one, which he's 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 wrong. Um, it's not his favourite one. He's just wrong. I've, I've had to have a chat with him about it. Um, good thing is he's not stubborn, and he's no, he's, he's very open no. to influence. So he Absolutely. he's he's just ex- he, oft, he often retracts. He often retracts, and he often says, "No, Chris, you're at completely always right." So that's lucky. Um, so he's changed it now. His 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 favourite one is irreversible too. Correct. 
Um, <laughs> but he'll watch it straight away. Whereas I've got to be like, it will literally take me. I have to. I'll have to must get the confidence to watch it. It'll take me eighteen months to get round to watching it. And then there's part of me going, really glad I saw that. And another part of me going, I didn't need to. I didn't. I didn't need to see that mm. artistic endeavour. Certainly with climax, I wasn't that. I thought it was good, but it's. I think it's just got. I think you should just stop making films now because he upsets me too much. <laughs> oh, What's your number dear. one, mate? The pianist. Oh come on! <laughs> I just want to start crying. <laughs> well, well, of course, you know, it was a Holocaust film. Like, well, obviously, uh, uh, straight away, my brain went to Schindler's List yeah. when we said we were going to do this top mm. five. But I just thought, well, that's a given. I think, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, but, but the, the 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 thing I had to think about there is. I've watched Schindler's List a few times yeah. um, because like The Pianist, it's a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, but The Pianist, I'd, you know, it hadn't had the kind of press attention that when it come out that, that Schindler's mm. got. Uh, although even though it was a, a Polanski film yeah. and, and, and I guess Adrian Brody was a superstar then, you know, and, and I mean, don't get me wrong, he's still a fucking superstar, uh, you know, recently... In, in Peaky Blinders as well. Yeah. Um, but I just got caught off guard by that film. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I expected. <laughs> uh, I, I, I must have known that it was going to be, you know, horrible yeah. because of the, the subject matter. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, it, um, it's, a, it's a fucking masterpiece and, and he is incredible. Um, but yeah, there's a scene quite early on when the Nazis are just literally just terrorising the town and they just empty an old man from a wheelchair over a balcony and I just thought, oh, this is really horrible. Oh, God. Uh, and, 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 and obviously the, the fucking, you know, we don't need to really document the persecution of fucking Jews by the Nazis Mm. in the, the, you know, in the world wars. It's fucking horrific. Um, and it's captured in this film, um, in, in such a a, 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 a a striking way. Um and Brody's character, he's obviously a pianist, uh and, and seems to sort of try and find his way through avoiding death camps and stuff by by entertaining the the, the, the Nazis and then going on the run. Uh and I don't know how much weight he lost in the filming of this. There's there's scenes where he's literally eating dust uh in the winter and he's just bone uh, and it is an incredible performance. It's harrowing. Oh, mate, I, uh, I'm, you're, you're so right. It's, it's, it, it could, easy, it could be my number one easily. I'll never, never touch it. It's one of those ones where it literally just gets extracted from my brain completely because I just can't, I can't deal with, I can't deal with it at all. At least with things like irreversible and that, I can go. No, I don't know. I don't know. It's just something about that whole subject matter and the torture. Uh, you know the, the persecution of people on, on such a big level is just fucking knowing that that weren't e- that weren't even a one-off. That was just a that was just fucking every poor bastard was either going through that or worse. Yeah, I just yeah, I just yeah. don't. Do you know what I mean? Like how Harry that was his that, like, he'd done shitloads before that. You're absolutely right, Adrian Brody. He'd been in loads, but I didn't know him until the penis. Because he just yeah. like that that film got so many awards, um, and, and, and rightly so. Because it you know, and if you've never seen it, and you want to watch a, a, a heavy old film, 
it's a fucking masterpiece. It really is. And he's exceptional, like, in it. Um, but, yeah, don't, 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 don't watch that on date night. Like, don't, you know, don't get in the, uh, the, the nachos and the ice cream and, and snuggle up with your missus and, um, and watch that on date night. Uh, I, I'd suggest maybe, you know, Dirty Dancing or Titanic because, uh, yeah, it's one of them ones where you don't move when the credits are rolling up. You're still just staring at the screen, <laughs> just thinking, what, what, what's just gone into mm. my brain? Yeah. Like, you know, what, what is wrong with, what is wrong with humans? <laughs> like, it's just, there's so many fucking awful things that just present itself in that film that, but again, the performances are fucking blistering and, and yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cracker, but you ain't going to want to watch it again. Oh, fucking hell. I thought I thought you said I was looking forward to starting this recording on a Monday morning. This week's going to be shit now. Well, you've got six minutes till we start. Quick game of Soggy Biscuit. Ah, oh, that'd be better. Yeah, let's do it. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. 